You're listening to the Dead Presidents Podcast. And this is the Top 5 Most Embarrassing Presidential Brothers. Five! Welcome to the Dead Presidents Podcast. I'm Stephen Lincoln Douglas. And I'm James J. Hamilton. We got another top five for you. Oh, yeah. And things are going to get a little bit wacky, a little bit sloppy, a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, being president is a tough enough job in its own. But then you got to deal with your family members. Good trying to grief. glom on to your presidency. Get a little piece of the action for themselves. That's right. And we got a couple, in particular, presidential brothers here that yeah. we're going to discuss in the top five most embarrassing presidential brothers. Number five. Donald Nixon. In 1957, while his brother was vice president, Donald Nixon accepted a $205,000 loan from Howard Hughes ostensibly to bail out the chain of drive-in restaurants he owned in Whittier, California. The loan was never paid back, the chain went bankrupt the following year, and Richard Nixon's campaigns for president in 1960 and California governor in 1962 were plagued by questions of why Hughes, a major defense contractor, would be interested in Don's fast food chain. Don, who called himself Big Don, continued to cause problems after his brother became president. In 1969, he went on a mysterious trip with Hughes to the Dominican Republic. President Nixon, wary of what his brother might be up to, had the Secret Service wiretap Don's phone. One speculated motive for the Watergate break-in was that President Nixon believed the head of the Democratic National Committee was secretly working for Hughes and would try to damage his re-election with information on illicit dealings between Hughes and Nixon. It's possible that President Nixon believed this because a Hughes business associate was using Dawn to feed the president misinformation. In 1974, the Senate Watergate Committee released information that part of a $100,000 campaign contribution was given to Dawn. Wow. Don Shenanigans getting his brother caught in a web that takes down his presidency, possibly. Big Don? More like sketchy Don. Indeed. And that's going to bring us around to the top five most embarrassing presidential brother. Number four. Elliot Roosevelt. Elliot Roosevelt inherited a big part of the family fortune, but unlike his older brother, Teddy, he lived a life of idleness. He developed a drinking problem at a young age. He married a rich socialite whom Teddy considered to be, quote, an utterly frivolous woman. Mm. He had three children with his wife, and then in 1890, allegedly impregnated one of his wife's servants, a woman named Katie Mann. Teddy believed that marital infidelity was a crime against civilization and felt that his brother had reduced himself to the level of a, quote, flagrant man-swine. Sick burn. 
and thought Elliot should be kept away from his own wife and children. After that child was born, Teddy sent a detective to see if it looked like Elliot, and the Roosevelt family ended up settling the paternity suit for $10,000. Teddy was sickened at having to play a role in this sordid affair and said that dealing with his brother's troubles was horrible, awful, like a brooding nightmare. Elliot seemed determined on drinking himself to death, and Teddy filed to have him committed to an insane asylum, but withdrew the commitment request only when Elliot promised to get treatment for his alcoholism. Within a couple years, however, Elliot was back to drinking heavily, consuming numerous bottles of champagne and brandy every day, and was once again having an extramarital affair. When family members asked Teddy to intervene, he didn't respond, believing Elliot was beyond help. Soon thereafter, Elliot attempted suicide by jumping out of a window. He survived the fall, but suffered a seizure and died a few days later. According to their sister, Corinne, when Teddy saw his brother's corpse, he was more overcome than I have ever seen him and cried like a little child for a long time. Well. That embarrassment quickly turned into deep tragedy. Yeah, indeed. Pretty sad. Indeed it is. And fortunately, that's going to be the most tragic of our top five. We're going to move on to top five most embarrassing presidential brother. Number three. Neil Bush. In the 1980s, when his father was vice president, Neil Bush was a director of Silverado Savings and Loan, which collapsed and cost taxpayers an estimated $1 billion. By the time his brother George W. Bush became president, Neil was accused of insider trading after he made $800,000 buying stock in the Coppin Corporation, for which he was a consultant just before an announcement that sent the stock price soaring. In 2002, Neil landed a $2 million consulting contract with a Chinese-backed semiconductor company with ties to China's president, despite his admission that he knew nothing about semiconductors. He also did business with Boris Berezovsky, an exiled Russian businessman and enemy of Vladimir Putin, which may have added tension to George W. Bush's attempt to establish good relations with Putin. In 2003, Neil's wife Sharon filed for divorce and accused him of frequenting high-priced escorts on business trips to Hong Kong and Thailand. In deposition testimony that became public, Neil said that the women simply knocked on the door of his hotel room, entered, and had sex with him. He said he didn't know if they were prostitutes because they never asked for money, and he didn't pay them. <laughs> Sounds a little suspicious. Yeah. The, uh... What would the, uh... The, uh, prosecuting attorney have to... Have to say to respond to that? That's your defense? Yep. Sounds like whoever he was doing business with sent prostitutes to butter him up. That's why he didn't have to pay. Seems most likely. In any event, Neil married Maria Andrews the following year. His ex-wife Sharon accused him of being the father of one of Maria's children from her own earlier marriage. 
One of Neil's friends accused Sharon of pulling out Neil's hair for use in a voodoo curse. But Sharon said she just wanted the hair tested for cocaine use. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, just cocaine. Yeah. Typical for the Bush family. Starting to get a little wacky up in this top five. And we're going to up the whack factor just a little bit. As we move on to the top five embarrassing presidential brother. Number two. Roger Clinton. The Secret Service code name for Bill Clinton's half-brother was Headache. Ouch. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. There's Headache is getting out of the car. He's coming across the driveway. Roger described himself as, quote, a walk-in closet full of skeletons. Harsh self-analysis. No. He's just being honest, I guess. In the 1980s, he spent a year in prison for cocaine trafficking while his brother was governor of Arkansas. Then he tried to parlay his brother's presidential fame into a music and acting career for himself. He landed a record deal, released a couple of albums. His debut album, Nothing Good Comes Easy, followed up by his 1994 album, Fantasy of Love. And we're going to give you guys a little taste. This is the song Brother Brother from Fantasy of Love. Here's Roger Clinton coming at you. Wow, what a fist pumper that is. Man, and you know, you'd think that that Yeah, what's it missing? A wicked sax solo by Bill Clinton coming in. Apparently he was too busy being president to collaborate with his brother. Too bad. I think Roger would definitely be in the top five rockinest presidential brothers. Indeed. His band performed at Farm Aid in 1993 and then in 1999 played a gig in pyongyang north korea very interesting world tour roger also got a lot of acting roles he had bit parts in movies like biodome with Polly shore and fred claus with uh vince vaughn yeah his little scene in that is uh really good you yeah. can watch that clip on youtube yeah it's pretty pretty good scene He had guest roles on sitcoms like The Nanny and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He also did the voice of Bill Clinton on the Blues Brothers animated series. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Just prostituting himself. I wonder how good his Bill Clinton impression is. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of good Bill Clintons. I wonder how Roger's... Yeah, where does Roger Clinton stand in regards to Bill Clinton impressions? We'll have to look up the Blues Brothers animated series. In January 2001, during his final days in office, President Clinton went out on a limb and granted his brother a controversial pardon that expunged his old cocaine conviction. But Roger didn't enjoy a clean criminal record for very long because just one month later, he was arrested for DUI. Ouch. 
He then got another DUI during Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign with a BAC almost three times the legal limit. BAC, that's blood alcohol content for all you out there under 21 who have never partaken of course not in the demon alcohol roger was also investigated by the fbi for allegedly accepting money to broker presidential pardons for six drug felons while his brother was president a scandal that also implicated hillary's brother hugh who was forced to return four hundred thousand dollars paid to him by someone looking for a pardon wow pretty wild stuff Yep. But there's some positives in there for Roger Clinton. Yep. You know, gotta love that rock and music. Yeah, man. That's a positive. And that's gonna bring us around to top five embarrassing presidential brother. Number one. Billy Carter. Billy Carter owned a gas station in Plains, Georgia, and became a national punchline for his shameless attempts to cash in on his older brother's presidency. He reveled in the attention he received and loved to give interviews. He once said, quote, I think women have rights. They ought to have the right to be a good cook and good housekeeper. Look after the baby. He bragged about smoking pot in the White House and claimed that he could drink 20 to 25 beers a day, but not every day. He parlayed his drunkard image into Billy Beer, which was advertised as brewed expressly for and with the personal approval of one of America's all-time great beer drinkers. Billy Beer flopped in less than a year, and the brewer went bankrupt. Despite his endorsement deal, Billy continued to drink Pabst Blue Ribbon in private, and later joked that he gave up drinking because Billy Beer was so bad. As Dennis Hopper would say, Billy Beer! Fuck that shit! Paps Blue Ribbon! Billy also served as spokesman for a peanut-based liqueur called Peanut Lolita, charged $5,000 for personal appearances, publicly urinated on the runway of the Atlanta airport, and published a book called Redneck Power, The Wit and Wisdom of Billy Carter. The biggest headache he caused his brother was Billy Gate. Billy visited Libya three times in 1978 and 79 and accepted a $220,000 loan from the Libyan government. He was forced to register as a foreign agent of Libya and was investigated by a Senate subcommittee. At the time, Libya was trying to establish connections with American oil companies. President Carter said, I am deeply concerned that Billy has received funds from Libya and that he may be under obligation to Libya. These facts will govern my relationship with Billy as long as I am president. Billy has had no influence on U.S. policy or actions concerning Libya in the past, and he will have no influence in the future. Billy felt no remorse after his brother lost his re-election bid, saying, I think I helped Jimmy as much as I hurt him. Certainly I didn't hurt him enough to lose 44 states. Wow. Wicked burn Indeed. on his brother, rubbing it in. Yeah, a little he... bit of salt in the wound. But uh, Billy Carter, pretty pretty popular figure, actually. Um, I believe that after he died, his uh, gas station was like a tourist, distra- uh, tourist attraction. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, he was but, a bit uh, of a local legend. Yeah, he was, he was like a 
pretty well known, you know, local hero running baseball leagues and doing all kinds of different stuff for the community. Yeah, he ran for mayor the same year his brother ran for president. He didn't win though, but he made it big in his own way. He did. And that brings us to the end of our top five proper, but we got some honorable mentions here. There's a lot of presidential brothers that have caused some problems here, and it was kind of hard to narrow them down. So oh, yeah. We got, a, we got a couple extra ones here. Yeah, we got Sam Houston Johnson, LBJ's brother, who lived in the White House and had a bit of a drinking problem. He would often talk to the press while drunk and occasionally leaked confidential information so LBJ put him under Secret Service surveillance to keep him in line. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. There's also Orville Grant, brother of Ulysses S. Grant, who was involved in the scandals that plagued his brother's presidency. He allegedly accepted a no-show surveyor's job from the corrupt Secretary of the Interior and received kickbacks alongside the corrupt War Secretary from Western Army Supplies, with George Armstrong Custer implicating him during a Senate investigation. Ouch. We've also got Malik Obama, Barack Obama's elder half-brother, who criticized his administration's pro-LGBT policies and then became a vocal Donald Trump supporter. During the 2016 campaign, Malik tweeted that Hillary Clinton was, quote, a drunk lying woman and said, the lying media will not cover what I say because they cover for my brother, who is a liar. <laughs> wow. My brother, who is a liar. <laughs> Quite a thing. <laughs> he also tweeted a fake image of his brother's alleged Kenyan birth certificate. And these guys were best men at each other's weddings. Yeah. I guess they grew apart. I reckon so. <laughs> Last but not least, we have William Polk. In 1838, James K. Polk's younger brother got into a heated argument with Robert Hayes at a Columbia, Tennessee hotel. William apparently insulted Hayes. Hayes threw a drink in William's face. William lashed Hayes with a whip. Hayes ran away and then ambushed William and fired a derringer at him, and William returned fire and killed Hayes. Polk's friend, lawyer Gideon Pillow, got William acquitted on the charge of murder, and he served only six weeks in jail on a lesser charge. Nice. Not so much embarrassing for William as fantastic lawyering by Gideon Pillow. Oh, yeah. Listeners, do you need a lawyer for your embarrassing sibling? The Dead Presidents Podcast can hook you up with the best. Hit us up on Twitter at Dead Pres Podcast, and we'll put you in touch with the law offices of Gideon Pillow. Until next time, this has been the Dead Presidents Podcast.